You are listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, Episode 72. With Citizenship and Immigration Canada making it increasingly difficult to speak to an officer, there are a few places to turn for information that can be relied upon. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest information on Canadian law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holthy. As he answers a wide variety of immigration questions and shares practical tips and guidance to help you along your way. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Canadian Immigration Podcast. My name is Mark Holthy, the host of this fine podcast coming to you from the beautiful province of Alberta, Canada. This episode of the podcast is a little bit different. Um, Instead of inviting one of my awesome colleagues in from across the country to join me to talk about some crazy little nuance of the Canadian immigration system, I thought I would shift gears and instead talk about an amazing not-for-profit organization that is here to help and serve newcomers. So as immigration lawyers, consultants, uh, representatives out there, we often are heavily involved with our clients all the way through until they get their permanent residence. And yes, sometimes if they're applying to extend their PR cards or even citizenship, yes. But generally speaking, once we've helped them to obtain their permanent residence, then our services end. Well, we know that often when our clients come and they land and they become newcomers to Canada, the journey's just begun. And in some aspects, there are difficulties that they face in trying to work within their chosen field. And this is one of those companies. The company is called Windmill Microlending, and I had an opportunity to invite just a wonderful lady, Onaya Bote, who is the Community Relationships Specialist with Windmill, to come talk about the organization. So I don't want to take away any of the thunder from this episode. So without further ado, let's jump over to the interview that I had with Onai. Well, I am here with Onai Abote, who is my special guest today on the Canadian Immigration Podcast, and she's joining me to talk about this amazing company that I learned about um, when I was attending the recent Conference Board of Canada meetings in Banff about a month ago. I had a chance to connect with um, with Claudia Hepburn and Paula Calderon, who both work together with Onai at Windmill Microlending. How are you, Onai? I'm very well. Thank you, Mark, for having me. Well, I am absolutely delighted to have you join me. And uh, Onai is the Community Relationship Specialist with Windmill Microlending, and she is joining us to, to just I, I, I wanted um, someone from the organization to come join me on the podcast so that I could share this just amazing, amazing company and what they do. Obviously, the name gives away a little bit of what they do, micro lending. But just uh, in this episode today, I'm excited because we're going to talk a little bit about who they are, what they do, why they do it, and how they do it. And so, um, yeah, so thanks once again, uh, Onai, for, for joining. Sure, Mike. This is a pleasure. All right, so I'm going to give just a little our listeners a little bit of background about you and I. And Onai has been working with um, with Windmill since August uh, of 2018. And prior to 
you know, her, she's done a, a bunch of different things within, um, uh, within the area of uh, media publications, those kinds of things, advertising. Um, she's worked, and you can correct me if I misstate anything here on I, but um, okay. she's worked with the Calgary Herald and the Calgary Sun and um, just been involved in a number of really good causes prior to coming to Canada. Um, Onai was a qualified journalist, and she had spent over 10 years working as a journalist in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe her, her yeah. home country, and um, where she was born and raised. And she worked as a freelance television producer for Reuters, and then as a project coordinator and journalist for The Source, which I understand was uh, Zimbabwe's first business and financial news agency, which was That's launched great. and... Uh, Launched and supported by Thomas Reuters Foundation and, and the European Journalism Center. So you come with a wealth of experience. And I found that with all of the people working with Windmill. Just <laughs> exceptional people that have just really, really uh, well-established careers and, and well-established um, uh, professional backgrounds. And uh, now mm -hmm. they're bringing all of this to, to help this amazing organization move forward. So hopefully I haven't embarrassed you too much with this. But... <laughs> But, Not at all. But Not at all. It's great, great to have you. So why don't you start off telling a little bit about what you do yourself with, with Windmill? So, um, as you rightfully said, I'm the community relationship um, specialist. So, basically, my everyday, day-to-day -day duties include raising awareness through outreach and marketing. So, what am I raising awareness of? Um, raising awareness of the low-interest microloan program that Windmill Micro uh, Lending offers. So, basically, I'm I'm there to engage with the potential clients um, and our potential clients are what we call um, IEPs, so the internationally educated professionals. So anyone um, new to Canada who has post-secondary education from outside of Canada, those are the clients that we support and we support them by giving them um, the low interest microloan um, with a maximum of $15,000 that they can borrow to pay for any licensing that they need to do um, or any bridge programming, um, qualifying exams, basically anything that will enable them to um, enter the Canadian um, workforce um, much faster. Wow. Okay. So how did this get started? Who, who came up with this, this idea? And obviously there was a lot of parties involved in, in getting it started. It's not like someone has this big, massive, well, I guess in some cases, the wealthy, you know, people, you know, who, are, who have millions of dollars to set aside. But how did it get started? I'm so happy that you asked me that question because I love telling the story of our of our origins. So um, in 2005, there was um, a psychology a psychologist, um, so Dr. Marie Erickson, and she was working in one of the um, hospitals here in Calgary um, during you know breaks and interactions with the, most of the janitorial and the cleaning staff, she realized that a lot of them were actually internationally educated medical professionals. They ranged from surgeons to nurses to pharmacists, lab technicians, you name it. But here they were in Canada mopping floors, um, you know, instead of... Um, you know, being gainfully employed within the health sector. So when she inquired about why they were, you know, stuck in what we now call these survival jobs, 
she then uh, real, realized that the accreditation process, um, like for physicians, because they need a license to practice in Canada, the same with nurses and pharmacists, the processing was actually very expensive. So if you're working in a survival job or if you're underemployed, it becomes very um, hard for you to save up for those for those costs associated with that um, certif- certification process. And most of the time, um, the licensing itself does not qualify for, um, you know, funding from, say, maybe Alberta student loans. And because we're dealing with, again, newcomers to Canada who may or may not have um, good credit history or any credit history in Canada, Canada, they might not have access to a line of credit from the bank. So that was the challenge that Dr. Marie Erickson realized. And what she then ended up doing from that point of that realization was she gathered a few women around her kitchen table and, you know, she told them about you know, the problem, um, so to say. And what they ended up doing was they contributed money from their own pockets and they were like, okay, we have X amount of money. Let's give this money to X, you know, physician. Um, so they did give up, give that money to one person and they ended up using the money to pay for the examinations. They passed the exams and they actually got a job within the medical field and they paid back because they had given the money as a loan. They paid back. That person was able to pay back the money before even the um, the agreed time timeline and they were like oh we can do this for the next person so really that's how then immigrant access fund was born it was born out of um dr marie erickson kitchen table and the realization of the problem regarding recertification and getting back into one's career particularly for newcomers and immigrants in canada wow Uh, you know when i heard that story and obviously it was shared (laughs) by Mm -hmm. by claudia and and paula in our meeting It just, it gave me this image of someone who was working in a low paying job, struggling, Uh working well below their educational qualifications and with a complete and total inability to, to be able to save the money Uh to actually be able to afford to, to uh, have their credentials assessed and to go through the, go through the, um, the, the application process. And, you know, I have a friend even, even you know, recently who uh, went through the process and, and, um, and uh, came here, landed, was trying to get certified to work in a profession and through, for a very variety of reasons, it just took a long time for her to be able to save up the money to do it. And, mm-hmm. and the horrible situation about it is, and I think she just wasn't aware of, of micro lending, um, you know, of windmill. Um, by the time she'd saved up enough money, she'd actually been out of her profession too long and no longer was eligible to have her foreign work experience, um, recognized. And it's just a terrible situation. So I can see these people who are trapped, who have no ability to, to get the money to, to really help them elevate and work in the positions they rightfully should be working in. And they're just stuck. Yeah. And yeah, like what you say with your friend, they really have a tight timeline as well, because if you spend a lot of time out of practice, then, you know, it's like everything goes down the drain. I have a friend of mine who's a a physician from an African country. Right now, she's actually had to go back to Africa for three months so that she doesn't get out of practice. But, you know, what does that mean? She's let go of a survival job here in Canada. She's left her husband 
with two minor children and now she has to go to South Africa just to be in practice for three months. It's, yeah, the stories that we hear and I believe, you know, everyone has has different um has heard different stories, especially from, you know, riding a taxi and realizing that the taxi driver is some educated professional from their home country or, you know, the Uber driver is some educate, um, educated professional from their home country. But the stories that we've heard are really, really heartbreaking. So we, we really believe that, you know, this loan program um, definitely bridges that gap between people struggling to save money, um, to pay for their licenses and prosper in Canada. So I feel like we, we really are, you know, trying to make a, a difference regarding regarding um, that demographic of clients. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we've also seen the, the efforts that the Alberta government is trying to put in place to, to create, you know, through their act, the Fair Registration Practices Act, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a much, living, more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A much more, produ- uh, you know, predictable process so that people fully understand what they need to do and so that they can work through the process in, in a way that, that uh, just gives them a, a fair chance. <laughs> so, and yeah, um, and it's actually it's actually you know really great to realize that the government is even acknowledging that this is a problem and they're trying to make you know amends you know by stipulating the timelines you know through the the Bill of Practices Act. So I was really happy when when they when they launched that. Yes, and I think it might have something to do with the fact that our our premier uh, Jason Kenney is well versed in the. The, the whole challenge is associated with, with immigration and immigrants and newcomers. And, and so I think that's definitely helped significantly in, you know, in the direction that the government's taking with respect to that, that significant issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. All right. So you've shared a little bit about who um, Windmill Micro Lending is. Um, and why don't you maybe go into just a little bit more detail? You know, you covered it in the, the initial introduction, but, but what you do specifically. Um, you mean in my day-to-day job? Yeah. So, so uh, and, I, and when I say you, I, I probably should uh, mean what micro lending does, you know, um, you know, from, from a practical standpoint, you guys uh, obviously grant loans, but in terms of selecting candidates, how does that work? How, how do you identify people? How do they get involved in it? How do they benefit from it? What's the intake process, I guess? Okay, so um, our eligibility criteria is pretty much simple. So someone does have to have legal status in Canada. So they have to either be a permanent resident, um, or a Canadian citizen, a provincial nominee, or a protected person or refugee, but one that has had um, their decision from the IRB. Um, they also have to have post-secondary education from outside of Canada. Basically, those are the two um, eligibility criteria. So um, legal status in Canada and post-secondary education outside of Canada. Gotcha. Can I ask one, one clarifying question? On, yeah. on the, you, you indicated that they need to be a provincial nominee. Now, does that mean that they're, they've gone through that process and have become a permanent resident or they've just been nominated by the province? Um, I think nominated by the province. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nominated by the province would be you. Yeah. Okay. No, that's yeah. great. And a Canadian citizen, but one with post-secondary education from outside, outside of, Canada. of Canada. Yeah. Perfect. 
And so basically, um, the microloan, um, I did say that um, a client can borrow up to $15,000 uh, for their lives, for whatever they need to do to get back into into employment, uh, we used to we used to say people should be willing to get back into the same field that they had back home. But now we actually allow people to change careers. So if someone was working, for example, as a lawyer back home and they wanted to now go into immigration consultancy specifically, then now they'll be able to do that. If someone was a doctor back home and they now wanted to work maybe within the lab um, technician field, they would be able to do so. So basically the, the application process looks looks like this. Once um, I, as the community relationship specialist, once I have maybe delivered an information session, um, say at an immigrant serving agency or at a cultural association or at a tertiary institute, and if someone does um, qualify to apply for the loan meeting the eligibility criteria, then they would um, go on our website because everything is done online. We don't have any paper paper applications. So basically, they would go on the website. Uh, we do have um, an eligibility quiz, which is five simple questions just to make sure that this is the right program for them and that they are match for for to access the funding once they do that then they submit their application and part of that application requires them to have what we call a learning plan so a learning plan is basically like a roadmap of them telling us that I was working as such back home and here in Canada, I want to take this route. Um, And we will go over the learning plan just to make sure that it's realistic, um, that it's achievable and that it's attainable, basically that it makes sense. Um, And then would also need their budget, their family budget, um, to go over their their family income, just to make sure that we're not, um, you know, burdening burdening that client with more debt than than they need. Um, And then once we do that, we would then um, have our loan uh, team review the application and then make a decision. And all of that happens within two weeks, two weeks from the initial stage when that um, applicant um, submits their application online. Wow, that's amazing. Um, You know, I think you guys are a real model. And uh, when I watch, uh, you know, when I, I watch the presentation from Windmill at the, the session that I attended, it was very clear that you guys have things together. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, when, it, when, when you think about um, what's motivating, you know, Windmill, um, maybe you can clarify that a little bit. But, but I think when I look at it, at its very source, it's, it's this, um, this fact that you actually care. You know, you care uh-huh. about people. You know, yes, there are economic benefits, right? I think uh-huh. there's estimated yeah. that there's like 12.7 billion a year, according to the Conference Board of Canada, that, that, you know, is, that, yeah. that it's lost because of uh-huh. unemploy- you know underemployment or unemployment. And so, yes, there's an economic factor here at play, but at its heart, is just just caring and a genuine concern for the well-being of others. 
Mm -hmm. And also to add to that point, I mean, the benefit for Canada really is also a filling up of the shortages within the labor market. Um, and it also means, you know, newcomers are socially included um, within the society. And again, taxes are paid by, you know, newcom the taxes paid by newcomers increase. So that's a benefit for the whole Absolutely. country. And I always say when I'm when I'm talking to our community partners or when I'm delivering an information session, I always emphasize the point that as windmill micro lending, we're not um, transactional. So we we really engage in building a relationship with our clients because at the end of the day, um, and our tagline is converting potential into prosperity, and that's what we want to do. We want you know this person who was underemployed to really excel and prosper in Canada. Because as we all know, you know, many of many immigrants and refugees come to Canada with skills and education and years and years of professional experience. And we really don't want to see that waste away uh, by them working in, you know, low paying jobs or um, settling for underemployment. Yes, that makes perfect sense. Okay, so I think one of the probably natural questions that people are curious about is with these microloans that are given out, what, what's the rate of repayment? And I was ho hoping you would ask me because <laughs> firstly, I really have to also emphasize, I did mention that we're, we're, we're non-profit mm -hmm. uh, because with the, with the new name, I think a lot of people misconstrue us to be a for-profit organization, right. yes. but we actually are not. So I just have to emphasize that we are non-profit and we are actually um, supported by the federal government and then the governments of Alberta and Ontario, um, as well as um, public and private um, donations to our cause. Okay, so the so the, the federal government um, also contributes um, money into into the program for through the use. They su they support they support the organization. The organization. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so if someone has been accepted as a refugee, um, now on the repayment part, if someone has been accepted as a refugee to Canada within the last three years, they do not pay any interest on the loan. It becomes an interest-free loan, uh -huh. meaning they will only pay back what they borrowed. Right. And they do that within um, four or five years, depending on the amount they borrow. Hmm. And so back to the original question, and this is, mm -hmm. this is the thing that is so fascinating for me. What's the rate of repayment? So it's, um, it's currently 5.4% uh, and it's calculated mm -hmm. by adding 1.5% to the RBC prime rate. Okay, gotcha. So we use the RBC prime rate and then you just add 1.5%. Yes. And, and if someone uh, borrows more than $7,000, then they have five years to repay the, uh, the loan. If they borrow less than 7000 then the repayment period becomes four years. And within either the five-year or the four-year repayment uh, period, two years of um, uh, interest-only payments on the loan. Okay. So yeah. let's take it one step further. So of all these people that you give loans to, so... Does like what is the rate of them paying? Like how how frequently do they actually pay it back? I guess that's what I'm trying to to to, to clarify. And and I'd heard, and this is maybe I have an answer to my oh, own question. The ninety seven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God! For me, that is really really the greatest greatest thing that could ever happen. So our repayment rate is actually ninety seven. Um, 
97%. Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? That's It's unbelievable, it's just, but it's yeah. not like I'm not surprised yeah, because yeah. if I travel halfway across the world to come to Canada as a professional, I really will not, you know, um, waste that opportunity. Yeah. So I find that most of our clients are, are mature adults um, who have obviously years and years of experience from their home countries and these are determined people you know they really really put in a lot of work and the 97 percent is simply because our clients put in a lot of work gotcha yeah well i think for us canadians and um i think for many financial institutions boy they would be uh, salivating at the prospect of a, <laughs> of a group of people that were this credit worthy and, and just, it's so, it's just such a wonderful story. And of course it doesn't really, when you sit down and you just think about it for those reasons that you've explained, it, it is not surprising. And uh, especially my experience working, you know, with, with newcomers and, and people that are in this process of immigrating, um, you can see, you know, how committed, how dedicated, how, you know, just, yeah, they, they are all in. So it's not surprising, really. And and I'll also add on to that to say, you know, so because maybe some listeners might be thinking, so what happens to the the 3% or 2 point whatever percent that fails to pay the loan for some reason? Because, you know, m- people might get um, sick, you know, right, people yeah. might pass away even, yeah. you know. So what happens to those loans? Well, because, again, you know, we have a lot of people who believe in the work that we're doing, which is investing in people's uh, future and allowing newcomers to prosper in Canada. We actually have a pool of guarantors who have said, for example, if Onai has borrowed money from windmill microlending and for one reason, like one solid reason, she has she has like failed to pay the loan back altogether we're good for the money so we do have a pool of guarantors these are just individuals maybe you know Mm -hmm. like your listeners who are tuned in right now who believe in the in the cause and have said i will sign up as a guarantor for a windmill loan for that you know, uneventual, but, you know, um, yes. sometimes it happens when someone fails to pay um, the loan. But we do have guarantors who have said we're good for the money. But again, our, our repayment rate is 97%. So the odds of that really happening are really, you know, yeah. um, minimal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what what industries tend to be, um, I guess if you could say industries, individuals from particular industries that that really uh, take up the majority of the loans? Is there one particular type of a, a candidate, um, uh, you know, that forms the bulk of your loans or is it across all industries or where, where's, where do you see these, these loans being extended um, most, I guess? So the bulk of our loan portfolio, so that's 51%, is actually within the health sector. And I think that ties with the federal government's efforts of attracting health personnel, particularly physicians, into the country. So 51% are in the health sector. And then we have engineering, uh, which is the next highest with 16%. And then finance is 11%. And then, you know, other professions fall in the remainder. So education, law management um, and other other sectors so there must be you know obviously candidates from all over the world are there you know more common countries that that you you have or is this you know is it pretty even all over across the board that you've got people from all over the the, the world who immigrate <laughs> 
So uh, since 2005, we have had um, about 122 countries of, orig of origin represented. And currently, the top four um, countries of origins for our existing client portfolio as of today are India, the Philippines, Nigeria, and Iran. So those um, are our top four where we've seen most of our clients coming from. Oh, interesting. So how much, like over the time, I guess since 2005, um, how many immigrants have you helped? We have helped over 3,000 um, 3,000, I want to say applicants, mm -hmm. or yeah, 3,000 applicants uh, get back into the, their wow. professions in Canada. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think I read somewhere that there was over $30 million in loans that dispersed. Been, yeah. 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 We have dispersed over $30 million over the years. Wow. Just amazing. And with, with, um, just talking a little bit more about, uh, location. So obviously everything is online, uh, you, you the, the application process. So, um, our, in terms of face to face with the people that are looking to take advantage of, of, you know, this wonderful program, um, like, is there any period of time where you, you kind of connect face to face with them? Like, do you have offices across the country or, or is it mostly just focused in, you know, one or two cities? Um, how, how is the, you know, how is the actual business, um, run? So, um, you, you're talking, um, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in the Calgary office, okay, which is yeah. our head office. Uh, but we do have um, offices in Toronto, um, an office in Saskatchewan, Edmonton, um, Montreal, and BC. Oh, okay. So we have offices spread across the country. And one doesn't have to be physically present in any of these cities because our loan program is available nation nationwide and it's available online. So you don't have to physically be present in any of the five cities. But um, if, for, for example, an applicant applies from Edmonton and they want to do, and because part of our application process also in, involves an interview, and the bulk of our interviews are usually done via Skype. But ah. if someone is in Edmonton, for example, then they have the option of either going in person for the interview or um, going the online route. Oh, neat. Well, that's yeah. wonderful. And obviously, I'm a, f I'm a firm believer in Skype, as this is how we're recording <laughs> our, <laughs> our interview right now. Technology is yes, awesome, isn't it? It is. It's unbelievable. It really is awesome. Well, that's super. Well, wow, we've covered a, a lot here on I, and I really, really appreciate it. I think the listeners can see um, just how amazing uh, windmill microlanding is. And I think for fellow practitioners, and really uh, a lot of the time, a bulk of the listenership here for the podcast are immigration lawyers across the country and consultants. And, and so I'm hopeful that this will help to educate them and help them to, you know, usually when we're representing individuals, once they land in Canada... Uh -huh. You know, our work sometimes is done, but very, very often we stay in contact with these people and, and they become okay. our friends and, and, you know, we, we, we care about them and we're concerned about their abilities to integrate and to work uh -huh. in the occupations that they, you know, have their training in and all of those things. And so to now have one more tool, I guess, in our toolbox that we can use to, to help these people and to guide them, you know, as they you know, uh, land in Canada and, or, and become newcomers. Um, this is, this is a wonderful, wonderful resource. So thank you so much. 
Well, thank you so much, Mark, um, for having me. And yeah, I would encourage, you know, um, anyone to, who knows someone who has, you know, who is a new immigrant with professional uh, education from back home. And it actually doesn't have to be white collar, uh, white collar profession. We've actually helped people within the trades as well. So someone could have been a carpenter back home um, or a welder back home. We we assist both white collar and blue collar professionals. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for identifying that. I think sometimes, you know, when we think, okay, 51% of the loans are for healthcare, you know, doctors, nurses, dentists, pharmacists, medical technicians, those kinds of things. But mm-hmm. we have just a, a, a ton of, of people that are immigrating that, that definitely fit within the trades. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and Absolutely. And transportation as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good yeah. point. Yeah, that's a really, yeah. really good point. Well, that's wonderful. Well, so if one of our listeners here isn't able to jump online and, and, and try to search through the show notes where we'll put the links to the various uh, ways to, to contact Windmill, what, what is the best way to find you? So the best way is to go on our website, uh, which is www.windmillmicrolending.org. So again, it's um, www.windmillmicrolending.org. Or they can call our toll-free number, which is 1-855-423-2262. I'll repeat the number again, 1-855-423-2262. Perfect. Thank you so much, Anai. I really appreciate it. So this, uh, this is um, uh, the, the conclusion of our, of our podcast uh, here today. But I, I just want to thank Anai profusely for coming and joining me and giving me an opportunity to 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 just um you know raise raise a flag and and let people know about this uh, amazing organization so thank you so much thank you mark i really appreciate it as well and thank you to your listeners for tuning in excellent all right thanks when take care all right cheers bye well, as always, the guests that come on here are awesome, and Onai was no different. It was really, really neat to have her share some of those details that she shared uh, regarding the amazing things that this company is doing. And uh, it's hard to believe, 97, 97.5% repayment rate. Not surprising at all. At least those of us who have worked with immigrants know how committed, how hardworking, how honest, how trustworthy, and and just, you know, the extent to which they will go to not only provide for their own families if they happen to have left family back in their home countries, but to make the most of what they've been given. And uh, when you think about these little microloans that help them advance and to, you know, increase their employability, to be able to work in occupations in which they're formally trained. And as Onai alluded to in the interview, it's not always easy for them to have or save up enough money to go and challenge those exams or to have their credentials assessed, whether it's healthcare, which she indicated was about 51% of all of the, the applicants or any other industry. So um, it's just amazing what they're doing. And it was just a pleasure to have them join me. Now, background information for sure, go check out the show notes. You can you can see um, a little bit more information about this uh, amazing non-profit company. And uh, 
yeah, this was just one of those episodes where it was just a pleasure to have them on. And um, I'm definitely going to have them in the back of my mind as, as my clients come land in Canada and I continue to stay in touch with them as many of you do. So remember windmill micro landing across the country av- available to any of our, our clients who've landed and are now trying to go through the process of, uh, of obtaining their professional qualifications in whatever fashion they might be. So think of them. All right. This is the end of this episode. And as always, if you feel like there was something useful in here, please go over on to iTunes and leave a review. It helps the podcast to be found a little easier by those looking for um, information on Canadian immigration. And I'm always looking for new guests and new ideas for the podcast. So don't hesitate to send me an email to mark at canadianimmigrationinstitute.com and uh, let me know what your idea is or if you yourself would like to join me. So thanks for joining me on this, uh, this awesome episode. And once again, thanks to Windmill Micro Landing and uh, Onai uh, Abote, who was so kind to join me. All right, guys. Good luck as you continue to navigate this crazy world that we call Canadian immigration. Take care. Oh, Canada, greatest country in the world. We want to share the richness of your soil. This place I Canadian Immigration Podcast